Every day, a small group of people are making quantum leaps forward, building wealth faster than most dream possible, almost like they have the Midas touch. On Breakaway Wealth, we'll unlock the secrets to breaking out of the herd, thinking big and building wealth on our own terms. And now let's join our host, the creator of Create Tailwind, and your abundance advocate, Jim Oliver. Welcome back, Breakaway Wealth. I'm your host, Jim Oliver, and with me today, my guest, Tyler Wagner. Tyler, welcome, buddy. Thank you, man. Pumped to be here. So, Tyler, tell me a little bit about you, what you're doing, where you're from. Give us a little background. For sure. So, uh, I mean, as far as work goes, I really have two main things. I've been doing a uh, book publishing, book marketing company for about 10 years now. And then recently we just launched a course that teaches people how we grew our business without any ad spend. So that, that's the professional side. Um, about me personally, I, I live in Miami Beach. I've been here about five years. And I, I guess I, last thing I'll say is I decided to drop out of school like two years in. So I've taken a kind of a different path than, than most. So um, you live in Miami. That's a cool place to live. I'm on the other coast, just uh, a little north of you uh, um, in Southwest Florida. Um, mm -hmm. But uh, I love uh, Florida. Uh, and uh, how, where, where were you before Florida? Remind me. So I was, I was in San Diego, South Carolina, and then I grew up in like Philadelphia area. Awesome. Awesome. Well, um, all right. So let's talk about these two different ventures. One, you know, um, when did you, let's just go back to, you know, you're in school and in, you know, obviously that was kind of your breakaway moment saying, I'm not going to, you know, stay in school. Um, get a degree, go work for somebody else. I don't know if that was the plan when you were in school. And like, just talk about that decision and and uh, how how that came about. Yeah, for sure. So you know, I think it it's cool. I think it literally goes back to when I was a kid. Like I was just like, I think I was like kind of programmed to be an entrepreneur. And I think partly what it was is like <laughs> trying to word this correctly. Yeah. So as you know, my dad's an accountant. And like, I just saw, as a kid, I saw a lot of frustration, I think. And it just kind of like, and different reasons for that. Um, ultimately, he's had a very good career. So that's all good. But I just mean frustration in like work environment and things along, along those lines. And um, I, so I think it was embedded in me. But either way, funny, funny part about it is I decided to go to college for accounting, <laughs> even knowing that because I had read an article, don't even know if it was true, but this article had said that the number one paying job for kids out of college was accountants. Mm -hmm. And the average salary was 70K right out of school. So I was, you know, 18 at the time. And I'm like, oh, that's great. You know, like I'll be rich <laughs> um, or whatever. So, but two years into college, I start um, realizing that like, you know, accounting 101, I'm having like serious issues even like passing that class. Um, then I read a book, The Four Hour Work Week. And that book, I honestly, it was so long ago, I can't even recall exactly what it was about the book that did it for me. But it was just so much information, I think that it, it gave me the confidence that I could figure something out on my own. And it made me kind of realize, have the realization that college, the thing I was working so hard to get, like a diploma, 
I didn't even want what that would get me. So right. I, it just like really messed with my head a little bit. And I was just like, you know what? I don't know what I'm going to do. I could end up back at my parents sleeping on a couch or something, but like, I know I don't want this. So it gave me the confidence to drop out. You know, you, you, you said a lot of cool things there because confidence, um, you know, there's there, the, the best Dan Sullivan thing that I ever listened to. Maybe it just, again, hit me at the right time, but it was always, always be increasing your confidence, right? And regardless of where you're at, how confident you are in any particular subject or area, but you should always be increasing your confidence, right? And so confidence is a skill set. It's not something that you're just born with. And I mean, some people that's called arrogance, you know, cockiness, <laughs> but confidence, like true confidence you earn through preparation and, 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 and you do it in a lot of different ways, but you know, something you said too about the accountant. So I coached baseball for a long time and uh, in Colorado and uh, one of the guys I coached baseball with, I remember one time I was in my mid twenties and this guy had a CPA firm. He was, he was probably 10, 15 years older than me. You know, it seemed like he had all these accountants working for him and everything seemed very, very successful, lived in the right part of our town and everything else. And um, he said, you know, I work really hard for three months out of the year. Like I kill myself for three or four months out of the year, but I make so much more money on the real estate that I own that I don't want to be an accountant anymore because I'm making twice the money that I'm making as a be from being an accountant in my real estate investing. And that was a pivotal moment for me because I was like, yeah, it doesn't, a job is still a job. You can have a really great job. You know, as you know, Nick Costco, um, who's on a lot and, uh, is, is, uh, is a pilot. Now, if you're thinking, you know, I mean, he's trained to be a pilot. If that seems like a pretty cool job, right? Mm -hmm. But it's still a job. <laughs> and we're still trading time for money. So, you know, um, um, so that's cool that you discovered that. And you didn't spend hundreds of thousands of dollars, uh, you know, and maybe years of your life figuring that out that you made that decision. And, and just like Vinny Chopra said a couple of weeks ago for the audience and everybody else on this show, and you've heard me say this a million times is then you took action. And so how, okay. Like, um, you know, I would tell you that probably my weakest skill in school was writing. All right. So if I didn't have thinking about having confidence, how did you then decide, okay, I didn't go to school for literature, for English, for creative writing, but I'm going to start this, uh, this writing business, this author business. Tell me about that. Yeah. Yeah. So I really fell into it. What happened is when I dropped out, I got, I got, uh, so after I read the four hour work week, I got retargeted with a Facebook ad and it was Tim Ferriss's face. And he was a keynote speaker at this event called mastermind talks. Um, a guy named Jason Gaynard was putting it on and I, I, I go to the page and it basically says that the, I can't remember, I think the event was 5,000 or $10,000. I did not have anywhere. I was like in debt from college, luckily not hundreds of thousands, but I was in some debt. So I reach out to him and I'm like, Hey, I'm an aspiring entrepreneur just dropped out and I'd love to come to your event, but I don't have the money. <laughs> so right. can I help you with things for free? 
um, in exchange for coming to the event. And it just was like the stars aligned. And he, we talked on Skype the next day. And then I basically helped him out in various ways. And then he flew me out to Toronto and I got to go to the event and I end up meeting Tim Ferriss, which at that point in my life, and I guess you could say I still am because he changed my life. But like, um, I was a complete fanboy, you know, like I, that's like celebrity status. For me. Yeah. And, um, but here's where it clicked. What happened is I was at that event. There was 15 core speakers and I noticed that almost all of them were authors or best-selling authors. And then I, I just realized that like, if you wanna get paid to speak, and I've just, I love speaking and podcasting and talking with people, um, you know, having a best-selling book, you don't need it, but it helps a lot. Especially yeah. when you're a 20 year old dropout with no expertise, like it was kind of like a hack to kind of like build my brand quicker than waiting decades, you know? Yeah, yeah. So that's what it was. But just like you, man, it's funny because I run a publishing company. I don't think I'm that good at writing. I think I'm really good at marketing, but writing is not my forte. So I wrote a little 70 page book called Conference Crushing. And I had a very good editor. I think she took it from a two out of 10 to a nine out of 10. Like it was, it was basically her, honestly. <laughs> like I gave her an outline and she made it sound good. And um, it ended up hitting bestseller on Amazon, sold a few thousand copies in the first few weeks. And then what happened is people started reaching out, asking me how I wrote it, published and marketed it. And then that's when the business started. Like I got maybe a few dozen clients within a few weeks after launching it. Wow. So that was 10 years ago? Yeah, it was about, so I'm 29 now. And I, so I, yeah, nine, 10 years ago. Nice, nice. So what makes... Um, you know, I guess I should say full disclosure is that, you know, I'm, 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 I, uh, I'm going to write a book using some of the, uh, some of your people and, um, you know, what makes your company, what did you figure out that made you, your company different? So like, you know, the, 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 the podcast is breakaway. So, you know, you're in school, you break away there. Now you're saying, okay, all these other people are writing books. So I'm going to write a book. And then I get somebody to help me with the book and make sure it sounds like I know what I'm talking about, even though I, I can articulate it verbally, but like how to put it in, uh, you know, like the last person, somebody wants to, you don't want to read a book of the knowledge that I have with me writing it, right? Now, <laughs> somebody listening to me and then making it, uh, you know, into something coherent, uh, that somebody would enjoy reading, you know, I think there's a, there's an art there, but you go from, you know, just saying, Hey, other people have books. I want to be a speaker. I want to do this. And then you learn this process, right. And, and fairly quickly, then, you know, how did you say, okay, well, how do we, you know, I get text messages. I don't even know how they get my name of ghostwriting this and this, and, you know, Hey, everybody wants to be a bestseller, you know, author and, and, and I get a lot of books that are crap, honestly. And, um, you know, there's books on our core subject, infinite banking. And I wouldn't say that's our only, I mean, because I think it's core infinite banking and financial freedom. But that seems like everybody and their mom has written a book on financial freedom. And everybody that has written a book on infinite banking, there's so many of them, they don't say anything. They just talk about the concept, how great it is, but they're too afraid of actually giving examples or what they've done because they haven't done anything, right? Mm -hmm. And that's okay. 
I understand that if, if I write in a book and I'm 20, then I, I can't go off of my uh, decades of yeah. experience, but I kind of did it the other way. Like you were talking, I, I've, I've, I've never really wanted to write a book and I have people that are hounding me to write a book. And so I'm like, okay, I'll write a book, but now how am I going to get all of this information into a couple hundred pages or whatever the book's going to be? But back to the original question, how did you figure out where your space was in that, in that uh, uh, industry and then kind of break away? Yeah, so it's cool because it all connects really. So what happened is when I, when I did my first book, what I realized is that publishers don't do marketing for their authors. Um, it's just, you know, they're, they publish books, but they don't market them. So I, it kind of clicked for me early on that if I could master the marketing side, then we would break away, if you will, or, or be very different um, because we would handle the entire process and not just kind of like leave the author hanging at the end of the book uh, publishing. So that's what I did. Like I mastered first the bestseller list. So, you know, New York Times, Wall Street Journal, there's five of them, Amazon, USA Today, Barnes and Noble, mastered all those. And then also mastered like, what do you do after you hit bestseller, right? Because there's a bestseller list. They all work a little different, but ultimately either every day, multiple times a day or weekly for like the main ones like NYT and Wall Street. So it's not just like you hit a bestseller list and then you retire. And some people still believe that, like you just hit it and then it's over. <laughs> like right. you have to really leverage it and use it uh, in branding for media appearances and things like that. Um, public speaking, a lot of different ways, but you have to use it basically. So um, one of my favorite books, yeah. and a, a lot of people have uh, this book as a favorite book, but Rich Dad, Poor Dad. And, yeah. you know, that book was originally written as a, um, a manual for his game cash flow. And it's right. trying to teach you, here's how you're supposed to play this game. But then he somehow got, I can't remember how, but he gets on Oprah and it's over, right? And all of a sudden the book becomes way bigger than the game. And today, if you talk to somebody and they say, oh yeah, my, one of my favorite books is Rich Dad, Poor Dad. Have you ever played cash flow? I would say at least seven or eight out of 10 say, no, I've never played cash flow. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, so it's funny that marketing piece, you're exactly right here. He's writing a book to show you how to play his game that he's trying to get people to understand a different mentality and a different goal. And then the book takes off because, Hey, it's Oprah. Right. Yeah. And so, um, you know, when I get done with my book, can you get me on Fox News? Because I don't really want to be on Oprah. Nah. Yeah, yeah. Actually, yeah, I, 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 edit that out. I, I do want to be on Oprah. If uh, <laughs> even though I don't agree with her politics, I still want to be on there. Uh, I, would, I, would, I would still be on there, though, for sure. <laughs> but, uh, well, my book's going to be, uh, it's going to, uh, you know, I, 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 I won't, uh, I think that she wouldn't, she wouldn't like my topic because, I'm going to, I mean, basically talk about the majority's never been right about anything and how to really free yourself. And uh, we're going to, we're going to hit it right between the eyes. So uh, it'll be, it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to the process. All right. So now tell me about your other business. How did you, how did that come about? Yeah. So it all, it all connects. So, so what happened is once I mastered the marketing I, I, I tried Facebook ads and, and tried paid advertising. It worked okay, but it was very like hit or miss. Um, I could never really get a full handle on like 
put this much in and you know you're going to get this much out. Yeah. So what I decided then is to just focus on partnerships. So basically what we did is we reached out to publishers, ghostwriters, editors, and PR agencies. Those were our top four people or companies that work with a big group of authors. And our goal was to basically reach out to as many as possible. And it still is. That's how we continue to grow our business is we reach out, we build a um, relationship with them, and then they refer all their authors to us for marketing or, you know, not all of them, but as many that can afford us. And then vice versa, we'll either refer to them if they can do something we can't, or we bring them under our roof, which then comes full circle to us doing your book is essentially the name Authors Unite. It came from a few things, but we, from reaching out to all these ghostwriters, I basically found the best ones in the industry and just brought them under our roof, right? Because right? they were all referring to me for uh, book marketing. And then I would check out their work that they did. And I was like, all right, you guys are like my top 20 ghostwriters. So I'm going to actually bring you under Authors Unite. So um, it all kind of fell together. And then the course to bring it full circle is I, I realized that this method can work for any business to give the easiest example that I can think of is like, if I was a, um, if I was a landscaper, how I would grow a business is I would reach out to all the real estate agents in my zip code and I would build relationship with them. And I would say for every house you sell, give the homeowner my card. And if they contact me, I'll give you 20% of the lifetime of that client. And essentially you would just create like an army of real estate agent referral partners and you take over the whole zip code, you know, whereas what they normally do is they put like, you know, a, uh, a poster up or something, you know, and it's like, I don't think going direct to consumer works as well. It's much easier to go build partnerships and then it's a referral the sale is so easy because it's already like a, the sales already happened because it's from a trusted referral. Um, and there's no risk or ad spend, just time. You just have to put some time into it. Right. Interesting. So, you know, the other thing is, is that, you know, as you know, when you're in business, you have to constantly be evolving and getting better. And, um, you know, that's another way of breaking away is just to get better, 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 do things differently than everybody else. Um, so that's cool that you've done that. It's interesting because, you know, your dad being a, an accountant, um, you know, accountants aren't about doing things that differently. You know, it's very much follow the rules. You know, there are two types of accountants, I always say. There's ones that are, that's follow the rules. Here's, you know, stay here, right? They got the blinders on. And then there's the creative accountant that's like, hmm, how can we improve this, you know, whatever. So obviously your dad has to be kind of the latter to some degree because he instilled some of that into you that constantly be thinking bigger and bigger and differently and, and, and develop and evolve. So, um, you know, that's, that's, that's really cool. Now you did mention a book. So, um, but let me ask you a question. If, if you could only retain the knowledge that you've ever gotten from one book, uh, and what book would that be? One book that you can retain the knowledge that you read, that you learned from that book, but only one. 
Yeah, you know, I, I'll have to just go back to, I think it is four hour work week. And, and the reason, even though it's, it's a little old now, um, I think it's still a lot of it applies today. And there's just so much information. Like if I had a photographic memory of every page of that book, yeah, I think you'd be pretty set. You know, like he gives a resource for everything you could think of. So. You know, what's funny about him is I get his emails. I thought they were only on Fridays, but I swear, I think I get them multiple times a week now. But uh, I thought it was like five too. bullet Friday or something like that or something. But yeah, now, that's the main thing. Mm -hmm. yeah, but then I got, I think I got one yesterday. But, uh, <laughs> and I, I read his emails because I like the things that he puts in there where, you know, it, it, in, in uh, to be honest, I've clicked on the things that he's at, that he's advertising in there more more often than I'd like to to admit. But <laughs> but I think that you know he's gathering. I don't have time to go out there and gather a lot of information on those kinds of things. Like the like one of the things we've been doing um, is like uh, the MCT oil and the protein in your coffee and all of that. So you know, like he had a I don't know how many months ago he had a a uh, company that he that he uh, was endorsing that you know they mixed all that stuff up for you already then they're selling a little powder you just take a couple scoops of it and whatever but um so i like that okay so um if somebody is interested in um writing a book uh if they're interested in just learning more about how your firm can help them maybe they already have a book that they either want to redo or spruce up or, or they just want to uh, market it better. Um, how can they get in touch with you? Yeah. Be best way is our website. It's authorsunite.com. So that'd be authorsunite.com. Okay. And then uh, Tyler, what's the best advice anybody ever gave you? Um, so I, this is what I'll say. So I'll go back to that conference I first went to. I don't know whose quote this is, but the main theme of that conference, it was on the t-shirts was, if you're the smartest person in the room, you're in the wrong room. So I think um, that's always like stuck with me. And I think like the reason I've been able to excel at a kind of a young age is because I've just surrounded myself with people that are above me in the business world, right? And if you do that all the time, you either have two options. You, you either kind of like die off, not literally, but like you leave or you grow with the crowd that you're around. Um, yeah. so I, say that. I think that's excellent. You know, we always say who, not how. So it's who can I associate with? Who can I partner with? Um, and it, what's amazing is the more that you just talk to people and you put it out there. Like I had a lady today um, who's uh, uh, just somebody that I just met a few months ago that I was referred to. And we have some similarities in our background from um, some coaching stuff. And um, she had an opportunity for an area that she feels like has uh, is underserved in assisted living. Well, then my buddy, Vinny Chopra, who was on the show a few weeks ago, he's the, he's the assisted living king, man. He has this down to a science. So I said, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't want to just introduce you to him how about the three of us do this deal right so let's you know so that's how i've ended up with 21 companies and counting is i talk to people find out what they're trying to do find out what other people are really good at and then kind of uh 
how do I bring those people together? And then how do I wiggle myself right in, you know, in, into the mix as well? So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Tyler, Tyler, any famous last words before we wrap it up? No, I mean, I guess I just say, um, yeah, for the books, it's Authors United. Then if, if you are looking to grow your business, our new course, it's infinitepartnershipsystem.com. Infinite partnership systems. Okay. So everybody should be wanting to grow their business. Check it out. Um, I love that you're doing the course uh, stuff. We, we're in the, in the middle of, uh, if you saw my pages over here, I'm hiring somebody to coordinate and build our courses. We're working with the Nelson Nash Resource Group to actually, we're going to be able to put courses on their website from Nelson for, because so many people didn't ever get to meet Nelson Nash um, uh, in person. And this is going to be the next best thing. But um, um, so I really believe in the, in, in the course platform and that space. I think it's, the, I mean, I do that stuff to, to learn things myself. So um, I'm, uh, I think you're on, on a great path there. And um, I want to thank you for taking the time to, to talk to us today and share with the audience. You shared some great content and some great ideas and, and some, I love how transparent, authentic you are in every conversation that we've had. So wish you all the best luck in the future and uh, audience. You know, Tyler's a great example is nothing good happens in the herd. If you're sitting in a class, you're sitting in a job right now and you're like, hey, even if I was at the top of this, this herd, I still wouldn't be happy. Then the biggest thing, the thing that takes the most guts is just to take action. So nothing good happens in the herd. Until next time, I'm your host, Jim Oliver. Want to become your own banker and build wealth on your own terms? We'd love to help. Go to createtailwind.com to learn more and schedule a complimentary consultation.